0: And I was like, yes. <laughs> I remember that moment of like, yeah, and I'm like celebrating. And she's looking at me, going, You are the only person in the world who would celebrate me, going, The end of our friendship would be, I'd be fine. Um, and he- <laughs> yeah, that discussion didn't go so
1: well when I tried to go home to my husband that night. I'm like, Guess what? He's like, Excuse me, like, we have some more talking to do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey everyone. And welcome to the final in this little mini-series on Self First. So we've covered a different couple of different topics. This time we're going slightly um, to a slightly unusual space. or I, I think maybe a slightly unexpected space. We're talking about Self First. What we're talking about here today is looking at the difference between a safe space Versus a comfortable space and how an uncomfortable, or how a comfortable space more specifically, can actually cost your needs. There's been a lot of talk over the last
1: 10 years or so about safe spaces. Oh, yeah. But there seems to be some confusion about what a safe space really is. People often confuse a safe space with a comfortable space, and the perception is that a safe space is a space in which nothing uncomfortable will happen. Mm hmm. But sometimes a space that is comfortable for one person comes at the discomfort or cost of another. Yeah. Example would be friendship. So if I always wanted to be comfortable, Claire wouldn't be able to share if there was something uncomfortable that needed to be addressed or discussed. Mm-hmm. So my comfort would come at Claire's expense. So if the space is a comfortable one, this often means that someone won't speak up if they're feeling com- uncomfortable or safe. Or unsafe.
0: Uncomfortable or unsafe. (laughs) I mean, they might not speak up if they're feeling safe as well. I mean, you don't know.
1: (laughs) That is a very
0: key choice of words that I screwed up there. That's a really important piece. Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's get clear on that.
1: (laughs) I'm going to go back up one more. If the space is a comfortable one, this often means that someone won't speak up if they're not feeling comfortable or if they're feeling unsafe, Mm -hmm. which means that a space that's comfortable for one person can actually be unsafe
0: for another person. Absolutely. So when we talk about a safe space, what exactly are we meaning? The safe space really is one in which the people and situations are approached with mutual respect, mutual value, and a mutual prioritization of needs. It's also a space where issues are dealt with in order that those issues aren't affecting the space. So in order to create a safe space, you need to be able to address issues as and when they come up, but remembering to do so in a way that has mutual respect, mutual value, and mutual prioritization of needs. Now, it's important to say that this process isn't always comfortable. In fact, it's often uncomfortable but it does create more safety because there are no issues present in the space that is preventing it from being safe. And there's nothing unspoken that somebody is feeling unsafe about that isn't being uh, addressed. What this means is it creates more trust, it creates a deeper connection, which actually tends to facilitate more openness. So when you are open about the things that are challenges for you, and you feel respected, your perspective is listened to, heard and valued, and resolving the situation is approached in a way that honors your needs and the other person's other other person or people's needs in the space, you feel safer to be more open in the future. So you end up with this, the more open we are, the more, and, and as long as that openness is met with respect and value and prioritization of needs, you will feel safer than to be more open. And then the more open you are, the more safe it becomes as long as it's continued to be handled and and approached in that way. I actually think a great example of this is kind of how our friendship evolved. And Mm
1: -hmm. uh, we've talked about it before in um, a couple of the previous episodes where we invite each other in to call each other out. Or to call each other in. (laughs) Depending (laughs) which way you want to describe it. Yes. Um, (laughs) We actually... We want to be called out by each other. If I'm yeah. doing something that could be harmful to Claire or to anybody else, I want to know that so that I have the opportunity to change that behavior, that action, those words. Right. When this first came about, I have to say, it was really uncomfortable. I had never done friendship the way that I have with Claire. Mm-hmm. And the thought of, oh, ooh, I could get called out at any moment. And
0: also the thought of calling me out. Oh, that was. I mean, yeah. That that's where I know. That's where I noticed your apprehension more than anything. Mm-hmm. Was you were uncomfortable with um, being called out, but there was more of an openness to that than there was for like I could see the level of discomfort came up exponentially when you thought about calling me out for
1: something. And Claire actually address that in how she is and just how how she operates because she has a willingness to call herself out and d- demonstrate her desire to handle any potential issues in a respectful way that supports everybody's needs in the friendship. Mm-hmm. So her ability to be like, hey, I screwed up. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, well, this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to do things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and it, she called herself out and it called me into the process, which was really kind of an amazing thing. And all of that is linked to our security need. It's about feeling physically and emotionally safe. Comfortable isn't safe. Comfortable is a way of masking this need and it's a way of masking safety. It's not really meeting it, but it masks some of the symptoms
0: not being met currently or more importantly, it masks some of the symptoms of not having that need met. So it's like, we're not necessarily feeling the unmet need in the same way we would be without the masking, but we're not actually meeting the need properly or fully either. It's all kind of a facade. <laughs> Just yeah, to... absolutely. An illusion. <laughs> absolutely. Well, if you look at the, I mean, you look at the, the, the example that we're talking about now with our friendship is that if we like, if we both, if one of us or other of us was all always comfortable and the other wasn't safe, it's not really secure. It's not really a safe space it, because it's the illusion of a safe space. It's like, oh, well, because there's nothing being brought up, that means there must be nothing to address. There must be There must be no issues. But the interesting thing is, is that because a lot of us are quite sensitive to other people, to their emotions, even to their energy, is that if something isn't being spoken that is present, quite often we can pick up on that and that actually makes it feel even less safe because it's like, hold on a second. Something feels off. Something Mm -hmm. feels weird. Something doesn't feel quite right here. And the fact that it's not being spoken means, oh, what? It's almost like what's lurking in the shadows? Mm -hmm. What isn't being spoken about? And like when could it jump out at me you're kind of waiting for this and that feels more there's more anxiety in that it feels far less safe than actually having things out on the table as long as you're dealing with it in that mutually respectful mutually valued and um, prioritization of needs way Um, and I think that that's one of the beautiful things with us is that is that there's there's very, very rarely ever something where it's like, hold on, something feels off. Cause a second, the split second, something feels off for one of us. It's like, hold on a second, I I gotta, I gotta voice something. And the the, the phrase that we tend to use is like, I've just gotta clear this. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, it's pre- like there's something present and we will we will share it we'll put it out there and, and we'll check in with the other person like like is everything okay with you you're like something feels slightly off with your energy and it may be that it's nothing to do with the space itself it may be that there's something else going on outside of it but by not being open about that it feels is affecting the space that we're in together or it may be that there is something that it's like oh actually yeah that thing that you said didn't land that well with me um like personally I would prefer it if we dealt with it this way like can we talk about it and figure it out but that that willingness and that ability to to kind of Dive into that space together, and to both want to create a space that works for both people, and prioritizes both people's needs, and respects both people, and values both people. Um, that's it's it. That is what creates that safe space. And what a safe space and what
1: safety actually is is knowing you're emotionally, energetically, and physically safe. Yeah. So even when addressing difficult situations, and it actually. Especially Mm -hmm. when addressing difficult situations. Oh, yeah. Being heard and respected, being valued, having your needs mattered but not prioritized above anybody else's, and finding a way that works for everybody. That's what's really important, right? Because we have to remember a comfortable space often isn't a safe space. And a safe space isn't always a comfortable space. And comfort can actually cost your needs. Really? It can. I guess I better say more,
0: right? Yeah. Or not, I mean I don't have to. I mean, like, we could just leave it there.
1: I mean, that would be like <laughs> I'm kind of thinking like that's kind of like the uh cliffhanger ending. Like Right. <laughs> it's
0: like at this point, it's like dun dun dun. Right. <laughs> Sorry, can you add that music in? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm going to see if I can find that. You know I'm going to, you know, I'm going to look for that no, music I I, now. What did I do? <laughs> so Serena is absolutely right. Comfort can cost your needs. And this, oft, this often happens specifically in the context of the, the I word. It's that I word again. We're going back to interconnectedness. This comes up so frequently when we're looking at our needs. Because if your comfort comes at the cost of somebody else's needs and does harm to others... Um, because of that interconnectedness between the two of us, as we know, it will negatively impact or erode or eat away at your own needs. Your own needs will be compromised by the by the fact of doing that. So let's look at an example. If I have done something that is harmful, inappropriate, even racist, due to ignorance. And there were times in the past where I have said things that have um, perpetuated systemic racism because I was ignorant. I hadn't done my work. I hadn't gone to s- seek out the understanding of the things that I had been conditioned into and figure out how to change those so I wasn't doing harm to others. In those situations, I didn't know I'd done anything quote unquote wrong. Um, and the, here's, the, here's the one, here's the, here's the kicker. I didn't know any better. And I'm putting that in inverted commas. Um, Because I hadn't gone to find out better It hadn't been important enough for me To not do harm to other people To go and learn But the thing about it is That even the phrase I didn't know any better Is normally used Because it feels more comfortable Than saying I didn't know I'd done something wrong Just think about it I didn't know better I didn't know I'd done something wrong That something wrong lands heavier within us because when we realize that we've done something wrong and we've harmed somebody else we get to feel the impact because of our humanity of recognizing here is another human being. I've done harm to that. And because the humanity is that connection, humanity is what fosters that interconnectedness. And when I feel that, it's because I feel the impact I've had to another human being. And intrinsically, we don't want to do harm to others. Intrinsically, because of that interconnectedness, that, that mutual humanity, we don't want to do, show up in ways that are going to create challenges, problems and negatively impact and harm others. So using the word wrong is directly acknowledging that we have done harm. Um, But this is the thing. It's something that we want to do because it creates that discomfort that said that humanity piece where it's like, oh, I can see there's a human being here and their humanity connects with my humanity. Oh, that feels, I feel, I feel bad within my system because I've done something wrong to another person and I don't want to do that. That cre- that feeling within yourself creates that internal motivation not to do it again. So we want to feel that because that is what brings us back into integrity with ourselves. And that's one of the things that helps us support our value need. So... If I'm uncomfortable because I didn't know, sorry, if I'm comfortable because I did something that harmed another person, but I quote unquote didn't know I've done anything wrong, and I would be uncomfortable if somebody called me out about it, it's harmed somebody else in the space, and my ignorance means I am likely to do it again because I don't know I've done anything wrong. My comfort is coming at the cost of somebody else's needs in the present because that 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 my my need to be my quote I'm going to say that I'm going to change that I don't even like using that that word in a sentence my need to be comfortable that's not a need to be comfortable at all my desire to be comfortable is coming at the cost of somebody else because my language is harming somebody else and my desire not to be uncomfortable not be called out on it is perpetuating that situation and maintaining it and not only that by by perpetuating it, by not learning about it, because I haven't realized I've done anything wrong, even though quite often when we kind of, we, we've spoke about it on previous podcasts, my, we did know, like we, we did know that, that what we were doing was not okay. What, by not having that That discomfort, that uncomfortable conversation and having that kind of brought to our attention in a way that we cannot deny or ignore, we will likely affect this other person or others in the future because we're just going to keep doing it. We're not going to change a behavior unless we realize and recognize that there is a problem with it. So due to the interconnectedness, because my behavior is affecting somebody else's in the present and will likely affect others in the future, it will also affect my needs too. Um, So for example, if you look at that, that example, if I've said something that is racist or inappropriate to somebody who is harmed by my words and my desire to be comfortable means that they don't, they don't call me out and don't tell me about it, what will end up happening is it will likely affect the friendship there's no way it can't because it will make them more distance. Because no longer am I somebody who it feels safe to be around. So for their own protection and preservation, they will they will naturally be a distance that is created between the two of us so that they can feel more safe. That distance will obviously affect me because this is a this is a friendship. This is a relationship, um, and I've had these 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 moments where this this thing that's happened. Um, has either pulled me apart from people because they've not felt comfortable and safe to speak to me and tell me what's what's happened and the impact it's had on them for me to be able to dress it and bring us closer together. The flip side of it though is that if you, are, if you deal with it in a way that is a safe space, not a comfortable space, and they can call you out and say, hey, this thing that you did, it's not okay. It's not their job to do that. It's not their responsibility. It's my work to go and proactively seek that out. But if they do feel comfortable and they do have a desire to share that with me, me dealing with it in that mutually um, uh, respectful, mutually valued, and p- mutual prioritization of needs way in that approach Allows us to come closer together again because they will feel more safe with me because they know that not only am I going to hear them, but I actually want to do, I'm doing something about it. I'm acting in a way to create more safety for, for them um, by how I show up in the space because I'm wanting to learn and do better. So another example of this kind of safe space comfortable space kind of thing is for example if i've been in the presence of a of a, of a man who has made a sexist quote unquote joke or inappropriate comments about women i'm going to be honest this has happened so frequently on so many occasions with so many male friends of mine over the years it's got to the point where like for a period of time i don't think i even noticed it because it was so frequent the thing about it in those situations If I haven't felt comfortable or safe to tell that person how I'm feeling, to address the situation, um, and I don't feel comfortable to do that the there are the only options available to me are to stay in a situation where his comfort is prioritized over my need to be safe in relationship and remember safety is not always physical safety although it can affect your physical safety your sense of physical safety around someone when this happens it's also emotional safety for you to feel like you are safe around somebody and that your emotions are not going to be negatively impacted by being around them so the options are stay in a situation where his comfort is prioritized and um, over my my need to be safe in relationship or create distance in the relationship um, and I'm going to be honest nine out of ten times I've chosen and still choose option b's to create that distance in relationship um, because I because of the reactions I've had when I have shared with my old friends of mine hey that's not okay with me and because of the privilege dynamics and again this is not something that um, the privilege dynamics in general are not something we're experts in and educators in Um, I do share about male privilege because being a woman it's one of the pieces that is actually my lane I can speak to Um, but nine out of ten times in that situation I've created that distance because when I have mentioned it or I have called it out with people who I actually felt safe with to do so the reaction has been such that I realise actually I'm not safe because it's not been dealt with in a way that has been mutually respectful. It's been dealt with in a way which has prioritised and centred his needs and his comfort over my need to feel safe. It's not been dealt with in a way where I have felt equally valued in the dynamic and in the relationship to him. And and he, he's been the one who's been centred in how it's been dealt with. So quite often, and there are exceptions to the situation, I'm very, very blessed and very grateful to have some amazing men in my life where I do why I am able to have these conversations and I am able to call them out and they do step into the space and it's been really beautiful to experience that Um, but more often than not I will probably go for option B over option A because it's the one that feels safest to me to do so and this this shows up a lot in privilege dynamics this is just one example of that so the thing is is if your comfort costs um, uh, compromises your other needs sometimes we get into habits that feel comfortable So this is not only about your comfort affecting other people's needs, this is about where your comfort can also cost and compromise your other needs. So when we get into those habits that feel comfortable, the comfort of the habit stops us from making changes that would actually meet our other needs. And that's the thing is that quite often, as Serena said earlier, the comfort is is a is a um, often linked to the security need, but it's not a very good way of meeting that need. Often it's just masking that need. So that comfort, that illusion that we're getting our security need met just because it's familiar, just because it's a habit, just because we got used to it. Um, When in actual fact it might be detrimental to some of your other needs or it might be stopping you from meeting the other needs in more effective ways. So great example and this is something so many people I'm sure can relate to is when you are in a relationship that you know is not working and you know it would probably be better for you to leave but it's comfortable so you stay. And the comfort provides the illusion that it's meeting your security need. And it might be meeting your love and connection need, although probably not very well, and definitely not as well as we would like, want or deserve, if we know that the relationship isn't working and that it would be better for us to leave. Um, and the thing is that often in those situations, it's actually costing other needs by doing so. It might be costing our emotional experience and expression. We might not be experiencing that full spectrum of emotions because the relationship isn't the one which is going to facilitate, support us in doing that. It might be um, compromising our value need because we may be looking at the situation and feeling, well, I'm comfortable and I don't really believe I deserve more than this. I don't really really believe I deserve better than this, so I'm going to stick with this because it's better than not having anything. And I don't believe I'm deserving of what I actually want and what I really desire. It may be compromising our personal power need because we might look at it and go, well... um, I don't really have a choice because this is so comfortable and we come up with excuses of reasons that we can't leave um that not activate not taking that choice not actively engaging with our choice to leave and the fact that the choice to leave is the one that is the better for us it's going to serve us better means that we might be compromising our personal power need so it's it's looking at how our our choices and actions and behaviors may compromise other people's needs which obviously in there because of the interconnectedness compromises ours but it's also how how our comfort can cost and compromise our own needs just in terms of how we're relating to ourselves. I also want
1: to jump in there and say when we're talking about relationship this relates to any relationship it yes. relates to partnership friendship work relationship mm-hmm. it's we see this in all relationship areas absolutely um, just so it doesn't get pigeonholed
0: as a partnership relationship. Absolutely although a lot of people have probably experienced it in that context yes. but yes it's really important to remember that you're absolutely right. This can be in any friend, uh, any friendship, work, colleague, family relationship. And the thing is, is that we're used to looking for it in intimate relationship because mm-hmm. we're used to it. We don't necessarily notice it in the same way with our friendships. We don't evaluate our friendships. We don't review our friendships to see if they are really working for us. Again, because or- they've always been there. It's comfortable, so we think that they always have to be there, rather than going. Actually, is this is this friendship? Is it nourishing me and supporting me as equally as it is them, or or in a in a in a way that feels equal? It feels like I mean, and it, that's this is an over time thing. It's not like oh, well, I did this last Friday and you haven't done it, so therefore that's it. Like this relationship doesn't serve me anymore. There are going to be ebbs and flows in every relationship, but over time, if it's not feeling like there is a that mutual beneficial. Um, it's mutually beneficial, mutually respectful, mutually, you're mutually being valued and the prioritization of everybody's needs is mutual and roughly equal. That's when we need to kind of look at it and think, "Mm, maybe there's another way. Mm -hmm. There's
1: always another way.
0: (laughs) So if you learn how to meet your security need in a
1: self-first way, you no longer need comfort. Because if you feel truly safe, you can get, you can get comfortable with discomfort. Yeah which is empowering in so many ways. It allows you to deal with issues quickly quickly and effectively in ways that bring you closer to others rather than apart. And again, I have to use our relationship as an example. Our love and connection needs are better met because we're prepared to be uncomfortable with each other, right. which has built an, an unprecedented layer of trust. And it's something that's built upon and compounded. It's not as... Clear said it's not just a one-time thing. That's yeah. like, oh, this person's you're no longer. You're not one being and late. done. Yeah, you're not <laughs> one and done in either way. Yeah, it's not one and done. It's over. I'm mean, dependent on the situation. Right, and it's not one and done. Oh, I, I've I've done this already. No, this is a constant yeah. process. I was
0: nice to you three weeks ago on Thursday. Is that not enough? Like are we not done now? Like surely that 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 that's it, right? I'm like I'm, I'm like quota, like checkbox, ticked off. Right? Gone. Yeah, no, no. Just
1: one and one and done and not, over. not no. how that works. No. No. <laughs> no. Because if we had done that, we wouldn't have built that trust. We right. wouldn't have gotten closer together. Cause what brought us closer together was the true safety, not the comfortability. Mm-hmm. Which I cannot stress enough. Like, our relationship oftentimes gets uncomfortable. And one of Claire's favorite things, this may be uncomfortable to hear. And I'm like, probably, but let's go. (laughs) Because I know what's going to come from that is growth and it's learning and it's awareness. And
0: I want to be called into that. Absolutely, and actually, there's a. Um, I know that you've got more to share on this, but I think that the other thing that to remember is that this is um, this is one of those things that there's a, there is a very symbiotic relationship here. Um, we've talked about um, uh, the symbiotic relationship uh, in other aspects, and we will actually be talking more about this in future podcasts. But there is um, there is a relationship between a feeling of safety and the ability to be open, and so the more open you are. And as we said previously, having it received in that way, that is about respect, value and the mutual prioritization of needs, means that you feel more safe, which means that you're willing to be more open. And that being received makes you feel more safe, and um, which makes you feel willing to be more open. And so on and on, uh, so on and so forth. The opposite is also true, which is that if you are open and you don't get received in that way, you feel less safe, which means you feel less a willingness to be open, which means you feel less safe, which means you feel less. So it's it's important to recognise that this is a this is something that um, it's as Serena said, it's not a one and done thing. It's like how each and every instance of this is handled either brings you closer or moves you further apart. So the more the more that you do this and the more that you respond in this way to it, the closer and closer and closer you get. And because if that happens, if like Serena and I have done it, I don't know, if we've done it like 500 times with each other, and then one time one of us doesn't respond in the best way possible, maybe because of capacity or the other things they've got going on in their life, we go, okay. So this wasn't great. This wasn't how we would have wanted to do things. But because we've built up that trust, because we've done it so many times, there's going to be that moment of, and in in that situation, the funny thing, the really interesting thing about it is that, If that were to happen, if if I if I kind of shared openly with Serena and Serena when she was like "Mm, mm, mm," and like what what happened like I don't I don't don't even know what that is, but if she responded in a way, mm, 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 mm. Um, but if she responded in a way that that wasn't that kind of mutual respect, mutual um, uh, value, mutual prioritization of needs. My first response would probably be, are you okay? Is everything okay with you? What's going on? It would be a curiosity because the fact that she's responding in that way when she normally responds in a different way is probably an indicator to me that maybe she's not okay. There's stuff going on. Now, does that mean it's okay how she's responded? No. Um, and normally, when we would deal with that, and we go, okay, yeah, this stuff's going on, and at that point, there'd be an apology for how it was. And again, that how, and we've talked about this in the apology series. That's an opportunity, to screw up, an opportunity to bring it mm-hmm. close, blink, bring us close together, and the apology is how we do that. So it's important to remember that um, that this is something that the more you do this, and the more you practice this the more trust there is in it, and the more it's okay if you make mistakes because. I know I can make mistakes in this space and because we've, I've demonstrated over and over again who I am and who I want to be and the kind of person I want to be in friendship and the kind of friendship I want to create, if I have a moment where I'm human, it does happen. Um, and I and I don't deal with things in those ways. Um, normally, there's enough credit in the bank that if I make a withdrawal, that it's not going to put me overdrawn. Like we've, I've invested that time and energy and money into this relationship, as has Serena. And it's through doing that that we create that that foundation. And I
1: don't think this will come to a surprise to anybody. It's difficult to be in relationship with somebody. Oh, yeah. It's difficult to be in partnership with somebody, and especially being in friendship with Claire and being business partners with Claire. I mean, those are two difficult situations that we've talked about, you know, multiple times in podcasts that both of us
0: weren't sure was going to work because it very often doesn't. And I'm actually... I know this is something that I... This is a point that I raised when we were talking mm-hmm. about this. And I'm actually going to correct myself on this. I'm going to say it can be difficult to be in relationship... Uh, with somebody like it can be it's challenging not necessarily difficult like it takes effort it takes energy it takes yeah it takes putting the energy into something it takes cultivation to have these kind of that kind of relationship it takes putting energy and effort into something uh and it can be challenging to be in business partnership because we, we you're dealing with two people with different kinds of needs and different needs that are met and not met so that's that's always going to bring its challenges because it's very unusual, very unlikely that you're going to have both people in exactly the same place, exactly the same time, exactly the same situation, needing exactly the same needs met in exactly the same way. So you've always got to navigate those those differences and those discrepancies. Um, so yes, it can be challenging. And yes, at times, often it is. And this is part of the reason we've we've been able to do both, right? It's really the only reason we've been able to right. do both because yeah. without
1: this… I mean, think about – take your closest friend and the challenges you might have in that relationship. Take your work situation and think of challenging situations you might have there. Now compound them together and be with your friend in your work situation where there are things that need to be discussed and there you know, things come up. Sometimes it is easy. There are days where it's smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. And then there are days that – I call Claire and Claire calls me and yeah. we call each other and we grow and learn together and it's been a beautiful I mean it's been a beautiful experience right. to see it because going through the needs we've been able to really identify what we need for ourselves and meet those and then be able to offer that extra capacity to give
0: more right and I think that especially knowing that we have a safe space But it's not necessarily a comfortable space makes dealing with things that are big challenges for other people relatively easy. Mm -hmm. I remember we had a conversation not that long ago, actually, about uh, about the finances of the business and Mm -hmm. about the percentage split of the business. And I'm not going to go into the details about that. But I remember there was even with the trust that we've built up, Mm -hmm. even with the relationship we have and how we are with each other there was a little apprehension about having that conversation uh, or the conversation that we needed to have around that and thinking, oh goodness, like, I, I really hope this goes okay. I know that finances is one of the big triggers. I know that um, how people are valued within the business in terms of percentage split is a big thing um, that can cause real challenges in business relationships. And especially because there's a personal relationship. Da, 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 da. I remember having that, that thought process and it was the easiest conversation in the world i remember we sat down and i, I can't remember who went who think, went
1: first i was like what do you think you're like i think this and i'm like
0: yep uh, and the funny thing <laughs> what was really interesting actually i would go further than that is that i thought this and my uh, i my um my uh perspective and how i view how, my thoughts about how how it work to it actually probably, it it definitely favoured your needs Mm -hmm. more than your perspective did. Mm -hmm. And you came back and went, well actually, I think this which favoured my needs over, not over, but there there was definitely a waiting Mm -hmm. where I was I was wanting to make sure that Serena felt valued, and Serena was wanting to make sure that I was appropriately valued. And because we were both demonstrating through how we were talking about literally what our financial um, our ownership in the business would be as a result of that, it was just it was just easy. And we actually came to a point where I think, as I remember, there was like. There were, we both had ranges, and I, I I had one range that sort of was, that spanned a little further in one direction, and you had a range that spanned a little further in the other direction. Each of our ranges spanned further for the other person mm-hmm. than for ourselves, and what we ended up doing was landing in that kind of middle ground where okay, we clearly agree on this. This is the range that we agree on, mm-hmm. and we'll continue to talk about it. But I rem- I remember that conversation. I remember we, like the end. We were like, well that. That was way easier than right. I thought it like it was way easier than it quote unquote should have been. Like how how was how was that, that easy? And it was because of this space that we created. Mm-hmm. And and but because of our ability to do this and how we've done this, um we've been able to have these dialogues not not just only not negatively affect either our personal relationship or a business relationship. But actually, bring us closer together in both. Due to this, like we are closer friends because of how we showed up in that business conversation. Mm-hmm. We are um, closer business partners because of how we deal with our friendship situations. And the interesting thing about it is, is that often when it comes to business partnership and friendship, people are always like, oh, you need to leave, like you need to leave the friendship outside. The business is business, friendship is friendship, and they're two distinct entities. And actually, I'm only realizing this as I'm saying it right now. The thing that's made us so strong is the fact that they're both true. They're both present within the same space and how we show up in both supports both of them. Like each supports the other. And I think that kind of, it's a little
1: nod to our authenticity is that that's just how we operate. Uh, We're not putting on our mask to be in business or Mm -hmm. our mask to be in friendship. We're just being and we are giving each other the same levels of respect and prioritization and And care care in both relationships. One Mm -hmm. doesn't outweigh the other because we're in both relationships together. We're in it together. And because
0: we're in both relationships, I think we both realize that we... If if I'm if I'm not showing up in the way I want to in the business relationship with Serena, if 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 there's something that's not going to be working for her over here, chances are it's likely to affect our friendship, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yes, the conversation we would have and how we would have the conversation when it comes to business might be slightly different um, because of the topics we're talking about, but. The, the same is true with the other way around like if if serena if serena felt like i'd shafted her let's let's call a spade a spade mm-hmm. um and that is a that is a um uh, a phrase that we have gone and looked up and we've made sure that that it's not uh, an issue because it was questioned at some point whether that mm-hmm. was a, a a phrase that was an issue um but let, let's call it as it is which is that if i if she we'd had the financial conversation and she felt like i'd shafted her and therefore that i was demonstrating that i didn't value her in the way that she deserved to be valued, that would have affected how she would have felt about me. I'm as, uh, how uh, she's, She probably felt about our friendship. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> because if I don't value you over here, how can I be saying I'm valuing over there? And I think that's the thing is people try to make these distinct things, but actually how you show up in one affects the other and vice versa. And to suggest that that's not the case is not allowing yourself to really honor and respect all of your needs and how I need, I mean, I don't, I don't, unfortunately, my needs don't go, oh, we're in work right now. Okay, we're only going to do these needs, right? Okay, because mm-hmm. it's work. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't, the other needs don't matter right now because I'm in work. Right. And likewise, it doesn't go, oh, we've left work, friendship time. Oh, it's only these we, These needs. Like all of your needs show mm-hmm. up in all of the areas of your life so that it's going to be affected by all of them too. And a
1: comfortable space versus a safe space is the same in friendship as it is in business. If yes. the safe, if the space isn't safe in, or the, the space isn't safe in friendship, it's not going to be safe in business. Yes, if, and vice versa. And the same thing. If it's just comfortable, like it will trickle over to the other relationship. There really is no separation if you are in mutual
0: relation for multiple. Right. If you're in a close relationship of any kind, right? It's gonna, it's going to span absolutely there was something that popped into my head then and it just popped out again um when you were talking about um oh that was what I was going to say is that not only um not only if it's a comfortable safe space space but the reality is a comfortable space often isn't actually comfortable because if something is as we spoke about earlier Like Something that has the illusion of being comfortable, like, oh, we're not addressing the problems, therefore it's not uncomfortable, actually because of what that puts into the space and because those unspoken situations of feelings and thoughts are not being addressed, those are in the space. So the irony is is that the comfort in that space is often an illusion. And it's not a particularly good one because you can normally feel it. So mm. it's like, well, they're like, like oh, we're not like, well, don't, That's the th- we don't talk about that. Like, we don't talk about that. because Everything's fine. Everything's, everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but the thing is that everything is fine and we can feel that it's not mm-hmm. fine. So I- even the, 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 the space that has that illusion of comfort very often actually isn't comfortable for anybody. Not in the long term and certainly not in, in close relationships. So anything else you want to add on this before we finish up? Just remembering that just because it's comfortable doesn't mean it's safe. And yeah, it just because it's comfortable doesn't mean... And often there are times when sometimes a safe space isn't a comfortable one. Mm-hmm. And the the more that you meet your own needs, the more you are willing to get uncomfortable because you know that that discomfort is not... My needs are not going to get met that discomfort is, this is something that we have to go through in order to get my needs met and to keep them met. And there's a very big, there's a big distinction there. So the better, the better you're meeting your own needs, the more willing you are, you tend to be to get uncomfortable and to, to be open to having those uncomfortable conversations because if the end of the world happened and we have we, we've had this conversation before if the end of the world happened that's not, <laughs> I'm like did that's not, <laughs> I don't remember that's, that's not what I meant if the quote-unquote worst happened it wouldn't be the end of the world that was what mm-hmm. I was trying to say which is that if Serena and I one day had this massive blowout and we've had this conversation. I'm like, I would I'm really kind of curious. Like, I don't think there's anything that really could happen that would be like, nope, that's it, I'm done. And um, there's not I doesn't feel like there's anything we couldn't work through. Mm-hmm. But if that ended up happening and our relationship ended up ending uh, from a personal standpoint, from a business standpoint, or from both. If that happened, I know that my needs would still be met. Would I be disappointed? Absolutely. Would I be sad? Would I have to process that experience? Because I would have preferred for this beautiful relationship to continue in the way that it has done to date. But my needs would still be met. And I remember a conversation we had, I don't know whether it was this time or this way. I remember there was a conversation. I don't remember where we were when we had it. I think I was in the UK. And um, you said to me, oh no, I think it was, it was here. We were sat on the couch at the, at the other house, I think. And you said to me, "She like, like, don't take this the wrong way and I'm like okay <laughs> probably won't but okay thanks for the caveat and you're like if we weren't friends anymore my needs would still be met and I was
1: like <laughs> yes I remember that and of like yeah and i'm like celebrating she's looking at me
0: going you are the only person in the world who would celebrate me going the end of our friendship would be i'd be fine um, and he- <laughs> yeah that
1: discussion didn't go so well when i tried to go home to my husband that <laughs> night i'm like guess what Excuse me.
0: <laughs> we have some more talking to do. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the, the, but that was the essence of it. It was like but, I'm go- I would we'll be fine mm-hmm. even if this all crumbled tomorrow. Yep. I'd be fine because my needs would still be met. And I think that's the thing is that us knowing how to meet our needs means that it, it allows us to feel more safe because we're not dependent on the relationship to mm-hmm. feel that safety. I'm not dependent on you showing up in a different way or you being there in order for my needs to be met. So I'm willing to go into that uncomfortable space because that's what creates that closeness in relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's kind of cool. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, is the end of our little mini Self First series. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back next week. And uh, what I'd like to say in the meantime is to say thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. And if this this Self First series, a lot of this came from um, requests, from questions, from people just sharing their challenges with us, saying, hey, this is something I'm experiencing right now. Could you do something, uh, could you do a podcast that could help us out with this? So if you have any of those challenges, please do feel free to get in touch with us. Let us know. Send us your questions, send us your challenges. We will do what we can to do a podcast that will help and support you. Um, We'll be back next week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We're sending you lots and lots of love. Stay safe. And in the meantime, between now and then, remember to keep meeting your needs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, guys. That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, and give us a written review, as it will help more people find us. And remember, there's a difference between a comfortable space and a safe space. A safe space is the one that honors everyone's needs. Well shit, it really is that simple.